Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. A couple things before we get started. Make sure to check out our new website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com, and also email me, david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com if there's anything keeping you up at night with regard to your finances. And let's face it, the market volatility is out there. Uh, Let's have a quick talk and let's see if you have any next steps to take. I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Today, I'm just really excited to have Tiffany Phillips on with us as a guest, and she is a CPA, but she's very proactive, and we're going to talk about some ways to minimize taxes, some things that uh, how she works with business owners, because let's face it, none of us want to go to jail, but none of us want to pay any more taxes than we are legally required to do. So, uh, hey, Tiffany, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Good, good. Well, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself and and about your professional background. Yeah, so I'm in uh, Houston, Texas, or the suburbs. Um, but we are me and my family. I have an almost two year old, a nine year old, and my husband. And I started this firm about five and a half years ago, and it's been through many iterations. And um, anyway, I landed on kind of what we're talking about today and helping people strategize and reduce their taxes, business owners. And yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. That is awesome. Awesome. So you mentioned you have kids. I have twins that are now 15 uh, or they'll be 15 in in a few months. So, um, you know, all the people that say I'm really, really busy. I have a two-year-old. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I had two two two-year-olds at once. (laughs) But actually, uh, but in all seriousness, twins are almost easier. Once they get to two, it's almost easier to have two of them than it is to have one. Um, But now two babies at one time, that is a lot of work. Two babies at once is a, is a, is a whole lot of work. So, so yeah, so let's talk about taxes and let's kind of talk about like what CPAs do and how you work with clients versus kind of how just your typical CPA maybe gets, you know, they log into their clients QuickBooks in, in March and, and they look at what happened last year and maybe get a shoebox full of receipts. So, so how do you help your clients as opposed to that traditional CPA model? Sure. So I would say the biggest difference is that most CPAs and accountants that prepare tax returns, they're literally just preparing a tax return. So it's probably the biggest misconception that um, is out there that your CPA or tax preparer is actually going through and looking at all the possible deductions and looking at the tax laws and trying to figure out how you can save money while they're preparing the tax return. Um, what we do is actually called tax planning and it's much more strategic. It's a huge focus of our firm. Uh, frankly, it takes a lot of time, energy and effort, understanding the tax laws, understanding the strategies, working with third partners. There's just a lot that goes into it uh, to figure out really the best ways for clients that can save money and do so legally. So that's a big one. Um, 
But also not only that, it's just, um, it takes a lot of time. So most tax preparers, they have maybe hundreds or thousands of tax returns that they're doing every year. And there's just not the extra capacity to figure out something new. So I would say that's probably the biggest difference um, in what we do, uh, where we lead with tax reduction. So we're actually going in and we're preparing a tax plan where we're figuring out what is your current situation? what, How is your business set up? How much money are you making? What's revenue and profit? And just all the things, how many kids do you have? What are your retirement accounts look like? Um, and we're actually looking at this from a more holistic approach um, and looking at that and then layering it over the tax laws and saying, well, if you've got this particular scenario, then here are the areas that you can reduce your taxes. And then from there, we're able to prepare a return. So it's like a flip version from what people are, you know, they're used to in their, their relationship with their existing accountant. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point is it too late to make adjustments for 2021? So, you know, we, we crossed over, we're in 2022 sure. now. I mean, yeah. Is it too late to, to fix a lot of problems or are there some problems that potentially can still be fixed from, from last year? Yeah, so there are still some things that we can do. We are more limited at this point because 2021 is done. Um, but there are some things that still can be done. Um, you know, you've got your some various retirement contributions that can still be done um, from your, you know, IRA all the way up to things like cash balance plans that can still be done. Um, there are some additional deductions. Some, sometimes we can still elect like S corporation if that makes sense for a business owner. Um, so there are some things we can do. Uh, definitely savings we could still get, but we are more limited. Really, the, the best time to do a tax return or excuse me, a tax plan is the beginning of the year. <laughs> so mm -hmm. now, January. Yeah. Yep. Um, because That's why we, we are talking to you. Year. Yeah, we have the entire year to um, not only figure out the best things to do, but then implement them. Um, and then we still have time at the end of the year to go, hey, how do we end up? Like, mm -hmm. are there, did, did you go faster than what you thought you were going to? Are there different needs and concerns? And then we can still get additional planning in before the year closes. Yep, that makes total sense. I have such a heart for the business owners of the world because well, and even even for you, you know, knowing the 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 CPA skills is a different skill set than running a CPA firm. So yeah. you know, you get the builder who loves building houses and and likes construction and and they love seeing a finished product. Well, yeah, you start that way, but then the next thing you have to do is hire people, which is hard to do. <laughs> yeah. And then the next people, you know, you have to do is is um. Oh man, it's you mean I have to pay taxes on some of this money and 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 maybe your first few years in business you don't plan for that well and you know as an entrepreneur evolves from kind of a tradesperson to a to a true CEO business owner type that's where they need you that's where they yeah. need their attorney that's where they need me that's where I mean I know you know, entrepreneurs that are still balancing their own QuickBooks, which isn't necessarily rocket science, but is it right. the best use of your time? And are there some more way effective ways to do it? So um, which other professionals like kind of on an entrepreneur's team? I mean, do you ever work with an entrepreneur's attorney or yeah. other other professionals to kind of help to kind of head up that team? Yeah, all the time. Uh, right now I'm working with a client. They own quite a bit of real estate and in their, I mean, they just, they've been blown going and growing and 
they've just added a ton of real estate in this one entity. And frankly, we're talking millions of assets and I've been for a while saying, hey, time out, <laughs> let's stop. That's too much. You've got some uh, exposure to risk here because, you know, frankly, for those that may or may not know, and I'll hit this quickly, if you have assets in an entity and you get sued, that's your exposure. You can lose those assets. And so I'm actually working with the attorney now to figure out a better way to do it. Um, so that kind of stuff is not uncommon. Um, is that something like forming multiple trusts or multiple LLCs to hold maybe one yeah. or two properties each? Yes. Yep. yep. And figuring out the right dollar amount, you know, how yeah, much absolutely. and everyone's exposure to risk and everyone's appetite for risk is very different. Mm -hmm. So some, but people, who would think of that? Like if you're not an accountant, if you don't have a good accountant, if you don't have a good financial advisor or a good attorney to say, you know what, if you get sued for, for some liability issue for one of these properties, you still have 10 more owned by the same entity that could have right. a, have a claim against them you know, the average person wouldn't even consider that. Now, forming more entities means maybe paying you to do a few more tax returns, which sure. is you know, a little bit of an expense, but-, but I mean, there's, for, there's definitely a cost benefit. I mean, you sure. have to figure out how much is it gonna cost for the additional mm -hmm. administrative and overhead pieces for new entities? Um, and is that worth being mm -hmm. able to sleep better at night so that right. you don't have as much risk exposure, but you're right. I mean, that's that having, being able to have someone that understands those kind of things and to partner with you um, to make sure that you're covered all the way around. I mean, it's not just a matter of preparing a return. <laughs> There's yep. just so much. And, and I didn't mention this a minute ago, but when it comes to tax planning, risk management is a big part of that. And not only just, you know, making sure that assets are spread out evenly or in some varying degrees into other entities, but you mentioned it trust, um, you know, is a trust, does that make sense? And there's a ton of different types of trust. Um, mm -hmm. There's ones that you can set up that actually give you a charitable deduction and that can turn into huge tax savings for you now. Uh, they can actually create income streams for you. There's, I mean, there's just a ton of different things that can be done and, um, and, and being able to have those conversations and know that you're covered is a big deal. Yeah, and it's almost one of the purposes of this podcast is to almost tease people and kind of show them kind of how much the average person doesn't know and how much the average person needs you or someone like you and needs a good attorney, needs a good insurance agent, needs a good financial advisor, because you know, you just, you simply don't know what you don't know. Um, right. I have a client who has a little consulting business and there's an LLC, XYZ consulting LLC. Well, they bought a rental house and they put the, the rental, the, the consulting business owns the rental house. Well, guess what? <laughs> You know, you rent the house and fall yeah. down the stairs. Yeah, not a good um, idea. Yeah, or or if 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 their consulting gives bad advice and they get sued, now they have access to the rental house potentially claim. Exactly and, right. You know, that's something that uh, you know probably could be looked at in a different way. But hey, they don't know. They don't know, and that's that's right. kind of what we are. Well, and, and not only that, there's advantages to actually having real estate in a separate entity for a tax perspective as well. So that's another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that you can get a lot of advantage from that. But I mean, to your point, I mean, you don't know the value of a good CPA or good attorney or good insurance agent until a lot of times you've already made some mistakes. Yep. 
Um, and then you find someone and you're like, oh my God, I had no idea that I could do X, Y, Z. Um, and learning those, that's probably the hardest learning curve of being an entrepreneur is figuring that stuff out mm -hmm. and then finding the right people. And oftentimes it's a journey to find the right it ones. It is because not every CPA, just because They're you passed the CPA <laughs> exam doesn't yep. mean doesn't number one it doesn't mean you're ethical it doesn't mean that yeah. you're going to do what you're going to say but it also doesn't necessarily mean that you're proactive and maybe some people exactly. don't need a proactive cpa maybe they've right. been in business long enough so um so yeah so the entrepreneurs you need a team we all need a team to help us to avoid mistakes and also to optimize our um our situation business coaches another great um yes. great team member of an entrepreneur yep. so speaking of like what we don't know if you're looking at kind of some of the more common missed deductions, and first of all, tell me what a deduction is. Let's let's talk at kind of a, a really, really basic level, because we may have people that are just a one man sole proprietorship, one woman sole proprietorship on up to, you know, 50, 100, 200 uh, team members, multi-millions of dollars of revenue. So what's a deduction and what are some of the common missed deductions? So I'll, I'll do it two ways. So the IRS, I'll give you what they say a deduction is and what's legal. And then I'll kind of dumb it down a little bit because the IRS is a bunch of legal jargon and <laughs> it's kind of a pain to be honest with you. So the IRS says the deduction is something that is ordinary and necessary for your business uh, in regards to an expense. Um, so essentially what they're saying is Things that you need for your business to run it uh, and run it effectively. Uh, so that's like the ordinary and necessary part. Uh, and then the other part that I think I left off was um, they want it to be reasonable. So it can, which is a gray area, right? I mean, it is a gray area. Okay. So it's it's you know in and under audit, which you know audit has varying degrees, but we're not going to get into that point. But if you're actually sitting in front of an IRS auditor and they're asking you to justify the reasonableness of an expense, you're really, I mean, it's someone's opinion. Sure. Right? So your so, office, I mean, you buy some paper, obviously that's reasonable. 100%, yes. What's something that one of your clients may be kind of on the edge, you know, of, of you kind of have to justify the reasonableness. This would be kind of interesting. Oh gosh. Um, I've got clients I and mean, there's, there's always ones that are looking to buy a boat and trying to justify it. Right. So things like that, so you're like, and do you really need that <laughs> to operate your business? Is that ordinary necessary? But if you're a realtor showing Lake property, yeah. then it's, Easy to justify. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, just because something is not ordinary, necessary, or reasonable uh, for one business does not mean that it's not for another business. And so, I mean, it it is. It's very much something that, again, it goes back to having a good partner uh, in this process and being able to have those conversations with your CPA and uh, to figure it out. I mean, I'll be honest, sometimes there are gray areas and we either are not able to find a US uh, tax court case that justifies it, or we don't have, you know, whatever proof, um, but we had to build our own case. And so my opinion on things like that is it depends, it goes back to risk uh, aversion and, and what business owners are willing to do and not willing to do. And then having conversations with them and say, okay, here, here is the deal, uh, either I I can justify these things through proof if you get audited, or if not, we need to come up with, a, with a, a, something that is bulletproof so that if you are audited, that we can say, here's the reason why we did it. 
we talk through those things and then uh, we make the best decision uh, on whether or not they're willing to do some of those things. And sometimes I'll just flat out say, look, I just don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, uh, I don't that, think yeah, that we need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll say, hey, it's a possibility that this would be a problem. Um, here's what we need to do to be able to have the right information if it's ever questioned. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's there's definitely a lot of gray areas um, in, in this line of work. And it makes it hard sometimes because uh, tax law, law in general, is interpretation. Sure. No so, question. Okay. So that's the IRS kind of definition of deduction. What's the real world kind of uh, definition of deduction? Yeah. So real world is, is do you need to buy something an expense is what that's called um, to operate your business? You know, do you need your cell phone to be able to call clients or text clients or check email or manage your calendar or do videos for your marketing on social media, et cetera? Um, you know, do you need uh, your home office to be able to operate out of when you do have an actual physical office that you go to? Um, you know, do you need to do that that training for your business? You know, are like for me as a professional, I have to do continuing education, and that is an expense. It is a deduction. Is something I have to do for my, for my business. Um, you know, if you're advertising and you're trying to get new clients, well, those pay per click. Um, or whatever it is, if you're doing Google ads or Facebook, then that would be an expense because it is legitimately trying to help you grow your business and increase your revenue. And so those are, those are the kind of things you have to think about is, um, is this something that actually is necessary uh, for me to be able to operate? So what about if there's like a, a CPA CE class in Orlando, you take mm-hmm. your family there, you know, you go to your class. You pay a couple hundred dollars for that class, and that's a legit to keep your licenses. But you also go to Disney World, and and you know, how do you you know as a business owner, are there some ways to kind of get some financial benefits uh, from that? Yeah, there are. So I have to go back because I don't remember the exact rules off the top of my head, but I believe that it's like the day before and the day after. Um, essentially, you bookend those dates and you can actually write off those expenses. There's, it's more complicated than that. So it's not as dry, but yes, you absolutely can do some of that sort of thing um, to get some additional leverage and benefit as well. Okay, perfect. And that's, you know, as, as business owners, we put our heart and souls into, Mm -hmm. into what we do. And sometimes we, we can get some, some tax advantages, uh, you know, with travel and mileage. Well, here's the thing. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but when it comes to tax reduction, the tax code, um, the, the laws that are associated with the IRS and how we pay taxes in the United States, those are designed to help business owners, whether you like it or not, that's, that is the truth. And so when you own a business automatically, you open yourself up to being able to leverage the tax code to reduce your taxes. Perfect. So, yeah. So, so like, what are some of the common misdeductions? Like when you're working with a new client that maybe did not have a proactive CPA or maybe even worse, they've been doing their own taxes. Um, what are some of the things that you see that, yeah. um, and I even see on your website, you know, we say, we save businesses 97 K year in taxes, um, you know, what are some of the, the common things that, that you've been able to find? 
Sure. So there's a lot of them, to be honest with you. Um, there's more that we see more common, you know, some that we see more common than others. But one of the things that people don't realize, they they know that they can pay their kids and they can save some on taxes. A lot of people don't realize if you do that correctly and you leverage the way that it actually was designed, then you can actually pay your kids tax free like 100% tax free, as long as you pay them less than the standard deduction, which is a little over 12,000 right now. That includes social security tax, Medicare tax, unemployment tax, et cetera. You can actually double down on that and uh, have them contribute to an IRA and get that additional deduction as well. And so you end up with over $18,000 of tax-free income to them that can then be used for paying things like um, you know, sports dues, you know, a lot of people uh, have kids that have traveling sports teams and those are not, cheap, I would be right? a multi 10 millionaire if, if not for club soccer. So I, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing, but again, all this stuff has to be set up the right way. And that's where partnering with someone that knows what they're doing is so important because if you do it, you do it wrong, then you can really end up in a world of hurt, but, but now your if your kid's, kid's not working, then you can't pay Correct. them, right? I mean, you, you have so to they, have, so how do you prove that your kid's doing $12,000 worth of work? So a lot of it has to do with what are they doing? If they're okay. shredding paper in your office, then I'm pretty sure we're not going to justify $12,000 a year for something like that, uh, unless they're there for hours a day, which let's face it, that's probably not happening. Um, but if you've got a teenager that's really good at editing podcasts. TikTok or exactly podcasting, then uh, maybe they learn to edit the podcast, right? And then you're able to justify, we were talking about this before we started recording, but, you know, podcast editing uh, is difficult to find someone to do that and it's expensive. So if your child, maybe you have a 16 year old, they're like, I really want to learn how to edit audio and they do that. And then you go on a place like Upwork or Fiverr and you find comps, comparable uh, vendors that, you know, hundred dollars an hour, $50 an hour, then you can justify paying your child that same amount. So if I got audited, you as my CPA could kind of defend that Absolutely. and say, look, you know, here's how much, you know, we have X amount of podcast episodes and, and the going rate is whatever per hour. Right. And yeah, this is a legit expense. So that's right. Yeah. And, and, but it's, it's, it's really important to make sure they are legitimately doing the work. Sure. Um, you know, I've, I've other things that kids can do, I've got a plastic surgeon actually as a client and they, and this is, this is common with realtors, with doctors, dentists, they often have their family and their marketing. So then all of a sudden, speaking of deductions that could be missed, all of a sudden your family portraits for your Christmas cards are tax deductible, right? Because you need that for your marketing, for, you know, whatever brochures, et cetera, that you're doing. Um, but kids modeling for parents, you know, being in their, their marketing, same thing. Um, but again, it's justification as far as how much is the going right for a third party that is arm's length. In other words, they're not related to you or someone that you know really well. That's fascinating. I mean, it really is because as we're grinding the day-to-day, -day, you know, doing the trades, you know, 
um, you know, I, as a financial advisor, I'm spending my time working with clients and I'm helping clients. Um, I would probably even venture to guess a lot of the CPAs of the world are just, you know, they work so hard on their clients and they're maybe missing a few, few deductions yeah. on their own because you just, yeah. you know, but as the entrepreneurs, there's so much that we're potentially leaving on the table yes, that it absolutely. really makes a lot of sense to just, um, to get some help, whether it's from you or just another very, very proactive, uh, proactive CPA. Like, do you work with any specific industries or any kind of minimum revenue or profit size or tax liability size? Like, like who are you able to help and who are you not necessarily able to help? Sure. So we don't really niche down on an industry uh, specific. We help, I mean, I've got clients from, you know, general contractors and construction to home builders to, like I said, plastic surgeons uh, to really everything in between uh, all over the United States. We have clients and uh, as far as revenue or profit, I like to say uh, kind of a minimum of taxable income of about 200 or 250,000 um, every year. That's kind of where you're starting to pay more tax um, and it really makes more sense. Again, it goes back to cost benefit. You know, if you're having to pay someone to do all of this for you, you need to be able to see those savings. And typically the way that that happens for us is that when we go in and we bring on a new client, the savings that they get from working for us covers how much it costs to work with us and then some, and this is something that they get every year. So we set these things up to where, you know, yes, there's an investment to work with us, but you get the reward of that. And it's not just one time, it's year after year after year. And then as things change, we uh, revise and update the tax plan accordingly. Um, typically- And how for, often, just kind of over history, are there major- tax law changes that really require you or someone like yourself to almost overhaul their knowledge with, you know, with whatever the new regulation is that every year? Is that every few years? Is it every few administrations? Well, the last uh, several years, it's been pretty often. <laughs> so between um, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, which was, I guess, about five years ago, the that went into effect four or five years ago. Um, and then we had all the COVID relief. Yeah. So we had three big bills for that. And then all of those tax cuts and Jobs Act laws are about to sunset. And so then if they don't get renewed, which probably won't happen under the current administration, then we have another round of tax law changes. So it's often... It's, it's a, a regular thing to really need to, to put your finger on this pulse and keep it on there because it, it changes regularly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned administrations. And I think one mistake in today's political climate, people get so polarized. And I, I don't know who you voted for. I don't care who you voted for. But, but people will people will think if the other guy, whoever the other guy is gets elected, it's going to kill me. I'm going to pay so much more in taxes. Or if my guy gets elected or my girl gets elected, then, you know, it's going to bottom line is regardless of which parties in power, there will always be laws that yeah. you can take advantage of. And yep. with, of course, professional guidance, there will always right. be laws to take advantage of and, and to Absolutely. minimize taxes. I mean, the reality is, is especially when you've got a change in uh, administration and 
you know, it's historically, you know, when a Democrat is in office, they want you to pay more in taxes. And typically when there's a re Republican, then you pay a little less in taxes. I mean, that's just kind of standard thought process. Well, right now we have Democratic administration. So it is natural to think that those taxes will go up. Um, it hadn't happened yet, but it's been discussed quite a bit. And so um, really on both sides of things, whether the taxes are increasing or decreasing, there are always opportunities and it really is important to have someone that's on top of that um, because if it's just someone preparing a tax return and they're kind of casually uh, looking at oh there's a new deduction or oh they're doing things a little different or the tax rate changed that's very different than someone that really is studying and understanding and knowing the changes that have been made and how to leverage those changes so those are two very distinct uh, differences yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tell me, like, what are some bigger, like, success stories where you've started working with a client and, you know, maybe monetarily or, or how have they been better off after going through your process with you? Yeah, so uh, recently I, I had a client that we went through and did some tax planning for them and their business has grown quite a bit in the last couple of years. So really initially they weren't in a position to do much in, in regards to tax planning. And so we didn't really talk to them much about that. Some conversation would, would come up, but it wasn't really a formal tax plan to go through and really analyze and assess and figure out where those tax savings were. But during uh, COVID, their business has boomed. Wow. And they're making a considerable amount more than they were previously. And so we went through uh, and assessed that situation. Uh, you know, we were able to do some things like uh, cost segregation on their building that they own um, to be able to expedite that depreciation and help them get a bigger deduction now versus later. Uh, we were able to get their children hired for uh, tasks that actually made sense for their company. Um, and we were also able to do things like cash balance plans, 401k, some captive insurance. There, there were a lot of different things that we were able to do to help them um, really reduce their taxes. And what it ended up being was almost $185,000 in tax savings a year. Jeez. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's noticeable. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would probably venture to guess almost none of those ideas would they have thought of themselves or no. very few of them. So no, definitely not. And, you know, every once in a while I'll have someone come in and they'll ask me about specific things. Like maybe they played golf with their buddy and their buddy knew something about like, you know, captive insurance or the Augusta loophole or a variety of different things that we help clients with. And they say, Hey, my, my buddy said that I can do this. Is that true? Is this something that I can do? So they may have awareness of something, but to be able to implement that and know how to do it the right way, legally, um, audit proof, is it's very different. Yeah. No, I can I can imagine that. Uh, imagine that for sure. So if I'm a business owner and I'm driving 
I'm driving to work right now and I normally listen to the weekly wealth podcast and I'm listening to this episode and I'm thinking, wow, she helped uh, one business save $185,000. Um, her, there's some other statistics, uh, um, on the website that are, that are really, really big numbers. And, you know, I'm just not sure if, if, if I'm paying too much in taxes and I work hard and I certainly don't want to go to jail for, for tax evasion, but I want to keep as much money as I can because I've taken all the risks that I'm entrepreneurs take. I've worked the, 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 the 80 hour weeks. I've maybe, you know, gone through times of not paying myself when cash flow wasn't there. How does somebody like, what would the process be and how would they contact you to maybe see if, if you're the person that can help them to, to, to reduce their tax burden? Sure. So the best thing to do is to go to our uh, website, which is Tiffany Phillips, with an S, cpa.com. It'll, I'm sure, be linked in the show sure. notes. Uh, we have the ability to go in and um, you basically click and you schedule a meeting with uh, one of someone on our team, either myself or someone on our team. And we actually go through and we'll get to know uh, your specific situation. So we'll want to know things like, um, how much revenue is your business bringing in? How profitable is it? Now, is that like, could, could somebody give, you know, I think it's, you know, somewhere in the 350 to 400,000 range, or would you need, you know, kind of for them to have last year's tax return in front of them? No, you don't need to have your tax return, but you need to at least have an idea of what your financials look like. Okay. Um, if you haven't looked at your financials or don't have financials, that could be part of the problem. That could be an issue and also could merit a phone call. Um, but yeah, if you don't have that information, then it's it's tough for us to really drill down and know how we can help. Um, but we go through and we ask questions like that. We, we just we want to understand your current situation. Um, you know, how is the business structured? How many owners are there? Um, what type of things do you already have in place? Um, how many kids do you have? What is your retirement? You know, what is your wealth building currently look like retirement, et cetera. Um, you know, talk about ass, assets and, you know, risk management. And so we just go through and we, we, it's very in depth. Uh, we talk about it a lot. Uh, probably the first part of the call is 20, 25 minutes. So just understanding uh, okay. you and your situation. And then we go and this through first part. This is a free conversation it with you. Free. Okay. Yeah, totally free. So then from there, uh, we just go through and kind of explain here are where we find tax reductions. These are the buckets and the categories. And we just kind of go through all these things and say, hey, here's how we think we can help you. Uh, here's how much we think that you're overpaying in your taxes, which, by the way, I've never been able to go through one of those calls um, and give an estimate and not hit that number. We always exceed those numbers because once I get in there and I start looking, we find more things. So it's very much a baseline. Hey, here's what we think. Um, we always find more than that. And then from there, it's a matter of, do we want to work together? Is this something that you're interested in? If you are, then we, we move forward from there. Do you, do, would they sever their current relationship with their CPA necessarily? Not necessarily. Um, I, you know, just in full transparency, we typically find the best um, it works best that way um, because we do have to make sure that the returns are prepared properly. And uh, if a CPA has really no knowledge of tax reduction and planning and doesn't understand these strategies, it can be difficult. Not impossible, though. I mean, we absolutely have had people come in and say, I want to keep my CPA. I really like them. Uh, we're great family friends. We go on vacation, whatever. Yeah, um, and that's fine. We can go through and we can help with that tax plan. And then we share it with 
their CPA and we get things implemented. And then from there, they, uh, they don't necessarily need us unless things change. Um, but yeah, oftentimes it, you know, we do end up bringing clients on for the whole, you know, kitten kit caboodle and uh, help with the tax planning, the preparation, their other needs as well. Yep. No, I think, I think that's a great idea. And, 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 and again, one of the things that I preach all the time is we all need a team. We all don't know what we don't know. Um, and we all, you know, entrepreneurs are overwhelmed. It's a great life, but, but there's a lot you have to do. Um, I think for a little while, my LinkedIn profile said something like um, financial advisor, plumber, um, you know, housekeeper, uh, yeah. you know, and anything else that needs to be done. Cause you know, in a small business, you know, just, you have to do it all. And I wouldn't trade it for a thing. And I have a very, uh, very good base knowledge of accounting, but certainly you have more. And, and that's why, um, you know, I need you or, or someone like you. So that is just really, really good information. So Tiffany Phillips, CPA um, slash services, we'll put this in the show notes for sure, but check it out. And, you know, the worst thing that you can do is, is have a 20, 30 minute conversation and then just decide, you know what, you just don't want to work together. And, and the best thing that could happen is, is, um, is you can find some real concrete savings and, uh, and know that, that you're just doing the best you can, um, you know, tax wise and, and, and just know that you're using the laws to your advantage. And let's face it, who could not use another 50,000, 20,000, a hundred thousand, you know, cause any monies that are not being paid to the government ends up pretty much staying in, in, in our pockets. So, that's right. yep. Yep. So not to put you on the spot. And I know that, um, we discussed our episode prior to uh, prior to the episode and what we were going to talk about, but we didn't discuss this question. So I put every I put every guest on the spot since we are the weekly wealth podcast and wealth is 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 a big part of the title. So I would love to know what your definition of true wealth is. So true wealth, what what is what is your definition? I believe that time. And having time is the biggest source of wealth. Um, we are limited on time. It's finite. We only have so much of it. And so, um, frankly, that's the reason I became an entrepreneur is flexibility and having extra time. And it doesn't always work out that way because we know that we work harder than really anyone. But um, being able to have that time is huge because you just can't get it back once it's can't gone. Get it back. You know, you and I have different degrees of intelligence and you're clearly smarter than I am. Um, we have different degrees of, of a lot of different things, but the only thing that you and I have exactly the same of is time. That's, That's it. Right. I mean, everything else, you know, I have more of, or you have more of, um, you know, there are, there are athletes with more talent. You can't get more talent. You can ask me to jump dunk a basketball as just not happening because it's just not possible, but I have the same amount of time as an NBA basketball player does. So, yeah, and how, right. how we use our time. And I know, you know, you mentioned you have some young kids and, you know, time with those kiddos is precious because mine are a little bit older and, uh, and you look back and you're like, where did the time go? 
have lots of pictures. So quickly. Yep. I have lots of pictures of a skinny guy with more hair holding my kids um, when they were young. This guy looks a little bit like me, um, but uh, much better looking and, and weighs a few pounds less and had more hair. So anyway, well, good deal. Well, this this is really insightful. And this is just really, it, it goes with our message here on the Weekly Wealth Podcast that we need a team and we need to optimize our businesses by working with competent team members. So for anybody who's interested, go to Tiffany Phillips CPA um, and check out the website. If you uh, click on the services, there's a let's talk button, um, set a time, have a conversation, see how it works out for you. Yeah, so, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. So we, we, we enjoyed your, your expertise. And uh, do you have any just one last parting tax tip? Because everybody wants tax tips before, yeah. uh, before we call it an episode. Oh, goodness. So you're putting me on the spot again. Again. <laughs> oh, gosh. So um, I guess my biggest tax tip and probably my most favorite deduction, going back to deductions, uh, is called the Augusta loophole. It's something that most people are totally unaware of. Um, it's a pretty straightforward thing to do, and it's very under underutilized. It stems back to um, the Augusta uh, golf tournament, uh, the tournament in Augusta, Georgia. And essentially what was happening is they were renting out their homes for people mm -hmm. to come to the tournament. And um, they lobbied to get the income from that tax-free. And essentially the IRS said, you can rent your home out for 14 days a year tax-free because wow. of that. And so as business owners, we utilize that by our business renting our homes for, for businesses uh, 14 days a year and you get tax-free income. So do I need a business purpose to quote, rent my home from myself? Mm -hmm. Oh yes. And you have okay. to get the right quotes. And again, okay. there's stuff sure. that goes into it. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you have maybe uh, you, you bring your team in and you have a day of training or you have a day of um, trying to figure out we're in a new year. So like, let's put a plan together for the year on what we're doing for marketing and for sales and for all these things. And you're using your home for that. Um, absolutely. That's a, a deduction or for sales meeting. So there's a variety of different things that you can do um, to justify that expense. But that is an extremely underutilized deduction and uh, my favorite tax tip and deduction out there. So I bet 99% of our listeners just uh, just learned uh, learned something new. <laughs> so that is yep. pretty cool stuff. So uh, we appreciate your time. And yeah, thank um, you so much we for having me. absolutely and we wish everybody a blessed week until next episode. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.